Hello, and welcome to this special Conway edition of the Low Key Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a nut butter that's rich, organic, and creamy with flavors like chocolate, maple, vanilla, and honey. Now, if you have a sweet tooth, try out their peanut butter cups, which come in dark chocolate and white chocolate. And check out Justin's for a tasty treat. Now, without further ado, Kyle Tabor with Blue Sail Coffee Roasters. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Low Key. I'm here with Kyle Tabor of Blue Sail Coffee Roasters. We actually met like a long time ago, like last year when I first started up. It's really great to have you on, so um, I'm excited. We are drinking a Tanzanian coffee. Tanzanian coffee, yes sir. Um, Do you want to describe a little bit about what it's about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, like I said, it's a... uh, it's a new coffee for us. Um, it just hit production. It's still it's still really in its experimental phases for the uh, production roast. Um, but man, you, you called it out pretty well earlier. It's a uh, it's a nice tart coffee, uh, like a uh, lots of tart raspberryness. Um, there's a lot of chocolatiness in there too mm-hmm. going on. Uh, but this is this is actually one of my favorite coffees right now because it's so complex. Uh, we haven't given it the time it needs though, um, in terms of just kind of diagnosing it. But um, it's a great coffee, and it's got a lot of body, a lot of sweetness. Uh, so I ain't complaining, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So when when I when I first met you, um, you were doing a Q grading yeah um, thing. I don't class mm-hmm. something like that. Most people, like all the nerds, may know what what that is. Yeah. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about like what a Q grading is and like the process of doing that? Yeah, man. The uh, the process is tough. So. Um, if if you are a, a licensed Q grader, Q standing for like quality, right? Um, you have uh, the license or the authority to um, kind of put an objective score on on the coffee, a score from zero to a hundred. Um, all specialty coffee is coffee that scores uh, between eighty and a hundred. So um, I'm sure all of the people that you've had on your podcast are, are serving coffee above eighty, which is great. Um, and then, um, so now that I have this license, I can actually, I can, I can do that. I can do that at Origin. I can do that in the shop. Um, and it's particularly useful to be able to score the coffee because um, the score of the coffee is directly related to the, the value or the price of the coffee. Yeah. Um, and it, it gives me a lot of power that can be used for good or bad because, um, you know, if I'm at the farm um, and I'm buying 40, 50, maybe $100,000 worth of coffee, you know, scoring that coffee at an 85 or at an 87 is a huge deal. I mean, that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna either uh, uh, make or break that farmer. So you have a lot of power as a Q grader. Um, although typically you don't grade coffee on your own. Um, and then here at the at the shop, we get to grade the coffee and uh, really improve our roasts. So yeah, so um, the process is grueling. It's a uh, well, at least when I took it a year ago, it was 22. Uh, sensory-based test. I think actually one was a, a written test. Um, 
by sensory, I mean like you have to you have to take the test using what you see, what you smell, um, what you taste, and those aren't typically things that you use to take a test. Yeah. And uh, and the teacher is is uh, the instructor is somebody who's very very well calibrated with other other Q graders. Yeah. And um, they'll tell you if you're right or wrong, and the, and the test is really expensive. So if you get it wrong, there's just a lot of pressure to to pass those tests. So it's tough. It's fun. It was. The, I said it was the it was the most fun I never want to have again. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought uh, getting your license was difficult, but that sounds way more difficult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, James passed. Yeah, James. Yeah, he's yeah. in my class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you use it on a on a what What are some ways you use your Q grading? Yeah, man. That's um, a, skills in your coffee shop or anywhere else. That's a great question. Um, probably foremost is just really to train my staff in the ways of, of cupping and scenting coffee, which will definitely trickle down to my customers' um, understanding. Um, the, my, <clears throat> my employees will, uh, are usually better to, they're better at um, speaking the language of a coffee professional to a customer, yeah. which is so valuable. Um, but then we, we have to cup coffee before we decide on whether or not we want to buy it. Um, so when we when we find an importer, we bring a bunch of samples in. Uh, you know, we're, we're cupping coffee, and then we'll we'll put a score on it, and then we'll look at the score, and maybe it's a great score, but the price is too high, so we'll say no. Um, but maybe the coffee next to it has a close score, and the price is like dramatically lower. Yeah. So that's that's how we can use our Q grading skills to make a really good buying decision for the company. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. It's fun. So what, what originally started you to be a coffee? Like, what, what got you originally into coffee? Yeah, man. So um, if, I'm going to try not to give the super long story, but um, not too long ago. It, it's, it's okay. Like, <laughs> you're giving your story. It yeah, can be man. as long as you want. Well, so, yeah, like, um, I'm 25, um, and uh, let's see here, what, like, four or five years ago, man, I was in college. Um, and kind of like most young 20-year-old guys, even though they won't admit it, you know, I was kind of struggling with some depression a little bit, you know, just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Um, so uh, I tried a bunch of things in college, and they weren't working out. Um, so I kind of went solo for a bit and kind of got into cycling, because cycling's a great thing to do when you're depressed and you don't have any friends. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, I'm, like, super ambitious. I'm like, man, maybe I want to become a professional cyclist. So I get really into it, and then I go to Italy to follow wow. and check out the uh, uh, a race called Giro d'Italia. So have you heard of uh, Tour de France? Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the Italian version of that. Sorry, if I'm about to sneeze. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like the Italian version of that. And w- when I got there, um, man, I- have you been to Italy? No, I haven't at oh, all. Oh, my gosh. There's, there is, like, seriously a coffee shop every 10 feet. Like, it's in- there's more coffee shops there than there are gas stations, churches, coffee shops, anything you can think of here. It's insane. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Actually, the coffee is not really good at all in Italy. It's mm-hmm. a, that's a huge misconception. Sorry, Italy, to, to bust you up, but, like, <laughs> it's not good. But what's amazing is uh, how the, the Italian communities come together over coffee. I mean, if you go to any, any of these villages, any of these cities, you'll pass by a coffee shop, and you'll see people 
um, of all ages, um, of all uh, race, of all uh, religions, of all political backgrounds, all just hanging out in this in this shared space, mm-hmm. um, just 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 being open, just not judging anyone, and and just hanging out. And I instantly knew that this was something that added value to the community, because I'm actually from a town called Bologna, and it's just like a little cut through town. There's not really a sense of like there's not a, it's not a village like at all it's not mm-hmm. there's not a big sense of community so I really fell in love with that when I was in Italy and I said man like Conway has to have this so when I came back I spent my last year in college putting together a business plan for Blue Cell Coffee and um, three months after I graduated I opened up um, to get to this point it was pretty tough um, when I graduated from from UCA that's a, that's the school I went to I got a job at Hewlett Packard and I hated the corporate life. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I felt pressure to open Blue Cell sooner. And um, so three months after I started at HP, I quit my job at HP, and I opened where we're sitting today. And uh, I only had a $10,000 credit card and $3,000 cash. If you know anything about starting a shop, that's like enough to buy you a used machine, a refrigerator, uh, <laughs> a couple crafts and and some mugs, you know. So um, yeah, man, uh, a, a big part of my story, I feel like, um, was I actually slept in the shop for uh, the first several months of opening up. I slept in the back back there. Wow. Where you saw me earlier grinding coffee. I uh, slept on a cot back there, um, and I was open all day, every day, and I just, when people came in, I focused on making them feel really, really good. Um, in retrospect, the coffee I was serving was complete crap, but uh, fortunately, the community supported me, and uh, now I am where I am today, where I'm about to, uh, three, three years later, I'm about to open my third coffee shop, and uh, we've got a roastery going, we've got a bakery going, so I couldn't, couldn't be more blessed, and I couldn't be more proud and happy. Yeah, that's that's crazy that you just slept here. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. But, but now now you now you have like a house and and everything. Yeah. And well, I'm, I'm renting. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You yeah. don't own the house. Yeah. I just assumed. So, um, what 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 made you choose Conway over in any other city? Ah, oh, man, that's a great question. Um, for one, I was I was. Um, I mean, I really love this community. Um, I trust all the people in it. I know there's some very good people here. I know there's a lot of growth-minded people here. Um, and um, I was really familiar with the city. You know, I'm familiar mm-hmm. uh, with the with uh, the layout and the people. But also mostly because they're, when I moved in, uh, when I uh, set out to put a coffee shop in, in Conway, there wasn't any other there was nobody doing coffee here. Mm-hmm. So um, I saw a huge opportunity to be the first person in, in the town to do that. And um, so that, so I would say like like knowing the people, uh, seeing the opportunity, and then uh, just because I could not afford Little Rock. Because <laughs> yeah. the Conway's pretty cheap compared to Little Rock. So yeah. 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 That's cool. What, um, what makes you passionate about or motivates you to keep, keep doing like coffee and being in coffee. Yeah, man. So um, definitely the people. Um, I love the aspect that I saw in Italy happen here. Man, we have we have uh, a ton of Christians uh, come in every day and um, speak to people who aren't Christians and maybe um, open them up to Christianity. But we also have a bunch of uh, people from other religions, uh, Jews and 
Muslims come in, they do the exact same thing, and that makes me super proud. Uh, we also have a lot of uh, gay and lesbian people come in, and they feel so comfortable in this environment. Mm-hmm. Maybe right next to a, a Southern Baptist preacher, or maybe right next to the city judge. Um, so, like, um, that is what motivates me. Um, and then seeing my team, uh, who, which I believe is, like, I believe is the best barista. They are the best baristas in central Arkansas. And um, we, uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. So, like, we have fun. Um, we're super skilled, um, and when I see them working together like that, it motivates me. So um, for me, personally, uh, coffee's not really, like, why we do it. It's the people. Mm-hmm. people people's the why, and uh, coffee is, is how we do it. So um, it, that's, why, that's why we do it, man. It's the people, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really cool because I, I feel... I feel like um, co- coffee's great. I mean, the science behind it is amazing, and the taste and the flavor. And when, when, you, um, when you perfect it, it's really awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's cool because it's coming from multiple hands and multiple works. So there's an important piece in art and coffee. Um, but I think another huge thing is, is the customers, you yeah. know, and the people. Um, the people coming together in the environment, because everybody's coming for an experience. Yeah, sure. So... Um, I think that's a really cool and a really cool mindset to have. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll add to that just to, like, um, give some, like, proof, too. Um, so we I've always been focused on the people from the very beginning. But, like, uh, a year and a half in, we, we kind of pivoted, and we started to become super coffee-focused. And we started, like, buying, like, we have, like, refractometers and just, like – not making customers feel great when they would order something that didn't didn't kind of align with our coffee vision, and uh, we we would just spend more time thinking about coffee than people, and dude, it started to hurt business, man. We saw like sales starting to drop, and um, it got tough for us for a little while, and you know we we're like, what are we doing wrong? Because you know we felt like we were doing it right, you mm-hmm. know, focusing on the coffee, but when we realized that we that we kind of strayed from from our original um, recipe for success. Uh, past six months man we've been all about like how can we focus on exactly what you said that that experience you know because the customer's getting so much more than coffee when they come in you know they're, they're getting um a smile uh they're getting a connection with somebody mm-hmm. they're getting uh, a creative environment they're getting um they're getting uh, uh you know obviously access to water and bathrooms and stuff like that but like it's a huge experience coffee's just kind of the draw you know yeah um, it's, it's a small, like, they think they're coming for coffee, and when they leave, they're like, oh, like, I came there for coffee, I, I went there for coffee, and, like, that's, like, but they don't realize that they came for so much more. They, mm-hmm. re- they really don't. Um, so coffee is just a small piece. It's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the bait. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really, really is kind of like the bait, but it just happens to be the bait that we do really, really well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, how how do you guys how are you guys connected to the local scene in um, in Conway? The local like coffee scene? Yeah, like or coffee like connected in any way to other local stuff. Yeah, so. um, as far as the local coffee scene goes, um, I think we're pretty well connected. Um, the other two places, or there's three other places that serve coffee in, in town, and the two owners are uh, the owners of two of those stores are my former employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, young guys going at it, so I, I think that you know I inspired them to do it quite a bit. Um, the other company is um, we don't have such a strong relationship with them, but yeah. um, they're super cool. 
We, uh, we hosted a latte art contest recently, and they came. We're happy about that. Um, as far as the local like nonprofits, the local non-churches go, um, the local organizations, I think we're really involved. Um, just that's that's like I, I could not see Blue Sail exist like without being involved with them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell you exactly how involved we are, but like we do events all the time with uh, with as, as many organizations as we can. So Saturdays are a great day to do that. You'll, you'll typically see that. Actually, recently, like last week or um, a few weeks ago, we had a, an event here that I thought was, uh, that I was super proud of called Letters for Hope. Okay. And um, that was a local organization that writes letters to Syrian refugees. And wow. uh, we had them come in and we promoted them and people came in, like a hundred people from the community came and wrote letters that day uh, to Syrian refugees. Um, you know, these letters were just like expressing love and encouragement and, and hope. And, um, you know, it's free, you know, like we just, we, we provided the paper and um, people just came, got coffee and wrote letters to people and, and shared love. And I think like right now that's significant just because of all of the, the, uh, the negative energy kind of coming, mm-hmm. coming from the whole Trump thing, you know, not just yeah. from Trump, but just the whole like Trump media, like I wanted to send some energy in the opposite direction. And yeah. I think, I think writing letters of hope is, is an easy way to do that. Not, yeah, yep. to send positive feedback. Absolutely. Why, why not create a positive in a negative situation? Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's really cool. What What would you love to see change in the coffee industry? It's mm. a big question. That is, dude. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I love those guys at Cat and Cloud. Um, oh, I love them too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they inspire me to like, take better care of people and like they inspire me to want other coffee shops to take better care of people and they also inspire me to um like for coffee companies to be more open about their information Mm -hmm. so i guess what i would say like is like um you know i'd like to see coffee companies be more focused on the people because like i know like on the west coast and up north like some coffee shops are kind of rude to people um i don't like that and then I'd like to see the kind of information just be more open in the coffee industry, too. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Speaking of information, uh, is there a different like type of roasting style like that you do compared to other coffee roasters, or what separates you from other coffee roasters? Man, I would say that. So we're roasting on a uh, Probat L12. Uh, she's older than me, just by a few years. Um, I would say that. I, I don't know because I, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just because I don't know what the other guys are doing out there. That's yeah. it's kind of one of those things that's kept kept very very secretive. Uh, we don't keep it a secret what we do. Um, our our roasting philosophy is is very simple. Um, our goal is really to roast the coffee in such a way that um, highlights the the most unique characteristics of that coffee. Um, awesome, so so you know for some coffees that might be like ultra lights for some coffees. Um, that might be like uh, medium to dark. Um, so uh, in terms of roast profile, we don't really go for one thing. Um, but we do do a lot of experimenting with, um, with our airflow. We have uh, two, um, two exhaust systems that are, that are uh, uh, aftermarket. That we've got hooked up on the other side of the wall. You can't see it right there. But okay. we pull a lot of air from our roast. Um, and then we, we have our machine, um, 
hooked up on propane, which has been an interesting experiment because mm -hmm. uh, propane has, uh, uh, a, there's a lot of pressure with propane. So uh, our, our gas control has been pretty interesting trying to figure mm. that out. Um, but yeah, man, I really don't know if we do anything unique compared to anybody else just because I really don't know what other people do that well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, like me and uh, my other, the other, uh, the other co-owner, we've been to, uh, we've been through SCA's roasting classes. Uh, so we've been taught, you know, there, but we were taught everything, um, the same thing everybody else was. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have a few mentors, but like, as far as like knowing what other people do and, and, and saying, this is how we're unique, I just have n no point of reference. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I got no, a no, butchered no, that no, answer. No, 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 that's, that's, it's a, it's an okay answer. Um, what, what coffee shop, I mean, you, you've already mentioned like Cat and Cloud and yeah. stuff, um. What what coffee shop inspires you or motivates you to, to, to for do sure yeah. for sure Cat and Cloud man they're they're focused on people, huge I love that, um, Onyx man like dude how can you not be inspired by Onyx they're just like so on their game it's unreal, um, we're so fortunate to be uh, in the same state as them and just be able to be near them and, and learn from them, um, so I would definitely say on the people end on the people end. Cat and Cloud on the product end, Onyx for sure, the two biggest inspirations for sure. Really cool. Yeah. What uh what made you name it Blue Sail? Like, yeah. Where, how'd you come up with the name? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. I love that question. Um, so a Blue Sail is all about people, right? Mm -hmm. um, we believe that um, a coffee culture, a, a strong coffee culture has the potential to um, add value to the community. But for Blue Sail, it doesn't, it doesn't stop right there. Um, I also believe that a, a strong coffee company has the power to enrich the lives of, of the coffee farmers. Okay. Um, so I named it Blue Sail because, you know, you think of like a sailboat, right? Yeah. Um, that that kind of, that boat, that vessel represents the connection between this community and the community of our coffee farmers. Oh. It's kind of like that vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. It's cool. So it's deep, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, and blue, it's just, I like the color. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's funny. Um, so do you want to take a break, and then we'll come back? We'll yeah, drink, dude. We'll bring another cup of coffee, yeah. and then we'll talk more. I'll bring you up some Burundi. Yeah. Yeah, let's do We're going to take a break. Hey guys, and we're back. Um, we have a tasty um, Burundian Burundian coffee. Yeah. I, I could not like pronounce it, so I was trying to think about it in my head how to pronounce it. <laughs> but tell, tell us a little bit about this Burundian yeah, coffee. Man. So Blue Cell Coffee is super proud of this this coffee from Burundi. Um, first off, it, it cups easily 90 above um, on most days. It uh, has flavor notes of um, a little bit of uh, green apple in there, um, mm. molasses, raisin, mm. and on some good days it has a really nice pomegranate punch, um, which I think is like a, isn't that like a name of some kind of drink of the store? Never mind. But yeah, I mean, we're super proud of this coffee. It's coffee I wanted to tell you about on the podcast because um, we're actually buying this coffee uh, directly from a project in Burundi called uh, the Long Miles Project. 
I'm really, really proud of that because uh, my buddy Ben Carlson, um, shout out to Ben. He's probably not listening because he's in Burundi right now. But uh, five years ago, he went to Burundi on a mission trip, and uh, he tasted the coffee. And he goes, oh, my gosh, this coffee is amazing. Um, why isn't this coffee selling? So one important thing about Burundi is that they they were ranked last year and the year before as the hungriest country in the world. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the primary export is coffee. Um, so whereas, like, here in the States, the, our primary export is, like, uh, things like pharmaceuticals, technology, automotives. Mm-hmm. Um, theirs is coffee. So, like, if you can help that country sell coffee, like, you're going to transform that, that country's economy, essentially. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he got there five years ago. It was about six or seven now. I say five because that's when I started tell, telling the story. Uh, about six or seven now. Um, he, he goes, man, this coffee is so good. Like, why isn't it selling? Um, the reason why it doesn't sell is because of the p- potato defect. Have you heard of that? I have not heard of that. You know, yeah. 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 So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's somewhat common to Central African coffees. Um, but the potato defect is a defect caused by an insect that burrows into the coffee seed and leaves a little hole. Uh, and when the insect leaves, a fungus grows on the coffee seed. Wow. Yeah. And uh, when you apply... Um, when you apply water to it in particular, um, it causes the coffee to straight up taste and smell like potatoes, like just raw, nasty potatoes. Wow. And like nobody's going to drink that coffee. No. And, and when Ben got there, that potato defect was prominent up to 50% of the coffee. Jeez. So like like if you're a coffee buyer and you're trying to buy $10,000 worth of coffee or $100,000 of coffee, like you're not going to buy that coffee because like half of that crap is just destroyed, right? Yeah. So um, he saw an opportunity. He, he said, wow, if I can help this country uh, with this potato defect, I can literally uh, transform communities, you know, because people are going to start buying this coffee. It's so good. So, man, that's what he did. He formed the Long Miles Project, and um, they've been on the ground there in Burundi for um, six or seven years now. He moved his family there, and, and that's a tough thing to do, man, because he's got some young kids and, like, I'm talking, they hear rebel gunfire every night. Wow. The, the government is corrupt, and the place is just, I mean, like, clean water is a, is a, is a scarce resource there. Um, but, man, they're making, they're making it, dude. Um, when I met them, they had got that potato defect down to 7%, um, which is incredible. You know, 50% to 7%. Yeah. And um, a year after I met him... Um, we uh, met in uh, Atlanta at the expo, so like last year, mm. and um, he had submitted some of the coffee from these communities he's working with in Burundi into the Cup of Excellence at the expo. And uh, I think two of his coffees won the Cup of Excellence award, which is nice. huge. So yeah, yeah, so now there's huge demand uh, for his coffee. I'm pretty sure that defect rate is somewhere below 5% now, which is enormous. Um, That's so, crazy. So yeah, so they're they're... they're they're, they're making this amazing coffee. There's a ton of demand for it. And um, we're really grateful and appreciative of our relationship because um, we, 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 we essentially, because we've known them for, for a while now, uh, we kind of get dibs on their coffee, even though, like, everybody wants it now. Yeah. So this coffee has a great story behind it. It tastes amazing. I couldn't be more proud of this relationship and what we're doing with them in Burundi. Um, I'm hoping to get an internship out there on their farm. Um, so yeah, man, that is, that is what I wanted to tell you about this Burundi coffee. It makes me yeah. super proud. Super, super proud. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely tastes amazing. And it's really cool that it's connected with so many things that, that are helping out, like outside of just 
you know, your shop and yeah. you're connected to that. That's a really cool thing to see and hear um, that it's helping improve um, an economy. Yeah, so, and that's for sure. Really it's, cool. it's literally transforming communities, man. Like these farmers that were making less than 100 bucks a year are selling their coffee for like three, four, five dollars a pound green. I mean, they're making a lot more money. I mean, they're obviously not like buying Lamborghini like they're, they're I mean <laughs> yeah. they're making a livable wage now you know yeah so and and you know these farmers they use that money to to, to build schools build churches um, build what water infrastructure so I mean it doesn't just affect the farmers lives it affects their entire like village their entire community so that's I, I freaking love that man that's <laughs> cool that's really cool yeah sorry I kind of uh I kind of uh, uh, uh dishonored our Burundi farmers today by totally like under extracting this <laughs> brew right now, <laughs> it's clearly it's okay. under extracting. It, it still, t- it, huh? it still tastes good. <laughs> dude, dude, like I don't know what your your listeners think about this, bro. But like, what's up with like the new Hario filters that are that are like hitting the scene that completely are different than the? Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Dude, like uh, I don't know. I've heard a few different reasons, but apparently, like Hario's like contracting other companies to to make their filters, hmm. and they brew completely differently. Interesting. Yeah, so we're still kind of trying to figure them out. So that's that, that's my excuse for this brew. Right now. <laughs> it was a different filter. Yeah, yeah, man. But no, I think that's kind of like a that's kind of a big deal that like they would contract another company to do these filters, and they're not going to be the exact same. So mm-hmm. we've literally we literally do have to brew this coffee coarser than our French press to make these filters work. Wow. And it's a pour over. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, no, huh. man, so that's crazy. Yeah, Hario, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening. Make some better filters, bro. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. Um, what? Speaking of regions, is there any region that you favor over others? And then, um, what's your favorite brew method? Yeah, pour over is my def- definitely my favorite brew method, man. I love the clarity and the pour over. Um, I'm pretty obsessed with some of the the new Sumatrans that are coming out, man. There's just so much, you know, like, when we think Sumatran, typically a lot of people think of, like, earthy, like, we're talking, like, like coffee flavor notes of, like, soil, tree bark, you know, it's disgusting stuff. But, man, some of the new Sumatran stuff that's coming out, bro, it's, like, lots of uh, peppery notes. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we've got a Sumatran here that... that straight up just like smells like roasted red bell pepper and it's amazing it tastes wow. like that a lot of sweetness a lot of brown sugary sweetness um and then a lot of butteriness so uh, these new these sumatrans that are hitting the scene are just freaking just blowing my mind blowing my mind and uh, they're so different than than like these african coffees and these uh latin american coffees so i'm pretty obsessed with uh in, in indonesia right now yeah okay. for sure, for sure. <clears throat> cool is there is there a favorite like espresso type of drink that you love? Man, I don't I don't drink a lot of spro, um, but when I go for the spro, I go for that that honey latte. Mm. For show, sure, dude. We we got this local honey. Um, shout out to Mountain Mountain View, Arkansas. This dude's honey farmer up there is killing killing the honey game. And uh, throw that in with some spro and some milk. It's some good stuff. Yeah, Real good stuff. I had your guys' cracking yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of your one of your baristas, Noah. Yep. Um, told me about it. Shout yeah. out to Noah. Noah Freeman. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was tasty and fantastic. Yeah. So glad you liked really that. Really cool. Glad you liked that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
What is your biggest contribution you feel is to the coffee world? Yeah, man. So, um, dude, I feel like we're all contributing to the education of uh, our markets. Um, I think it's so important that um, coffee companies focus on the, the, the experience customers have. You know, we, we have people, so we have so many people, man, that have come in here on their first dates that have led to them getting married. Wow. You know, so, like, um, you say, well, like, my biggest contribution to, like, the coffee world, is that what you said? Yeah. Man, I really couldn't answer that question. I, I don't know how it's affecting the coffee world, but I know that um, Blue Sales impacting the community in a lot of ways, and um, that's just one example of many mm-hmm. um, that I think is, is a comp- contribution that's most important to me. Okay. So, yeah, the value we're adding to the community, whether it's, like, the first date or, like, um, somebody um, uh, uh, working on their, their business in here, like yeah. a small business actually growing because of, of how, the spa- how they utilize the space. Or, um, you know, maybe it's, uh, it's somebody um, creatively expressing themselves uh, through, through their artwork in here. Like, that's, that's the contribution I think that um, is the most important to me. That's that's what we're doing for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, thanks, man. What what other coffees besides like your Bundra? Is that what is it? Sorry, no, you're fine. Burundi. 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 I always yeah, I yeah. always say that. <laughs> I have a friend named Bundra. Oh. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are other coffees besides like the Tanzania and? The B word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the B word. You're good. You're good. Um, do you have right now? In, yeah, man. Like or roasting. So, so we're offering a Colombian geisha right now. We've got two Burundis. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you. We have two Burundis. Uh, one from so in Burundi, they actually categorize their coffee by hill. You know, so it's not like by the farmer. It's not by like the region. It's by the hill. So okay. uh, we've got one from uh, Makuba Hill, and we've got one from uh, Gaharo Hill. Uh, then we, like I said, have a Colombian geisha. We have uh, some coffee from uh, Tanzania right now. Uh, we have some coffee from, uh, we just got a Costa, Costa Rican in. Oh, um, nice. Dude, yeah, I'm super stoked about that. Uh, tasted the, um, the, one of our, kind of, our sample roast the other day, and it was terrible, so I hope it gets better. Um, but um, I know it's a great coffee. I just, we, we're not roasting it correctly right now. Um, and uh, we have a coffee from Congo. That's, that's banging, dude. Ooh. Dude, yeah, it's freaking banging, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of our, our base for our Spro, too, is the Congo. Uh, I, th- I think that's about it right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. If, if, I was, if I was just a non-coffee person yeah. or new to Blue Sail, yeah. um, what would you recommend <clears throat> on the maybe the espresso or like a pour-over drink? coffee-wise? Uh, man, you know, you kind of have to read the customer. Like, we, we do, um, we try to train our customer, our employees to, like, read the customer, because, like, uh, some people just don't like black coffee at all. You yeah. Know? Like, they're just not going to have it. And some people, you know, they come in and they're like, can I get the, the grande frappuccino? And we're like, sorry, we don't have that, you know? So, like, you have to read the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to recommend them, uh, yeah. Uh, an espresso drink, it would be the honey latte for sure, because it's my favorite. Yeah. And then if they were wanting something black, like, hey, I just want a black cup of coffee, what do you recommend? Well, first off, we have a drink called the Quick Cup. That's our batch brewed coffee, which mm-hmm. is um, $2 any size, small, medium, large. It's our it's our coffee that's brewed uh, on batch, and uh, that's our Congo. Okay. It's freaking, it, for two bucks, man, like, you're not going to get a better cup of coffee. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, but if they want something a little more interesting than that, um, 
definitely going to have to go with the uh, the Burundi porter for sure, mm. for sure. Yeah, it's yep. really cool. What tasting notes are are hitting you right now? Oh, okay, kind of like what's my favorite? Yeah. <sighs> Tough one, dude. Tough one. I'm I'm pretty obsessed with like. Oh, that's what. Um, some of the 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 honeysuckle notes and the geisha that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also like really into like kiwi flavor notes. Uh, anything with lots of like tropical fruit acidity, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, um, yeah, so I'd go with that for sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What it is is working at a roastery different than you imagined it would be? Man, um, no. No, man. I think uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, you get to bring samples in, you cup them, and you're like, that's what we want to get. Then we throw them in there. Um, we, we roast them, and then we, we cup them again. And then, no, man, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Like, is there anything in particular you want to know about roasting coffee or, um, like, the process at all? Um, I, mean, I mean, no, I just, like, I think... I think, like in general, oh, some people like have like a, a pretty beautiful picture. Sometimes oh. of it. Like, <laughs> like it's it's supposed to be like amazing all yeah. the time, but sometimes oh. it's hard, you know. Or um, uh-huh. or just like a different gotcha. like, opinion. I see, I see of, what like, you're looking for. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. Uh, roasting like getting wholesale counts is freaking tough, dude. Yeah. Like I started with the cafe. You know, people come in, they engage you, they love your product, they come back. Like, with wholesale, like, when you're trying to pick up wholesale accounts for roasting, like, it's a struggle, man. You have to, like, go into a cafe who's already rocking somebody else's stuff and, you know, just kind of, like, pitch them, you know, like, pitch them, like, why your coffee's better. Because uh, sometimes, and it's tough because maybe your coffee's cheaper or, mm-hmm. like, um, all of the uh, owners of, of these coffee shops that you're trying to get your coffee into, like, they all have different, like, um, in, like uh, desires. So, like, some, some of these owners are like, man, they're just straight at price. Like, you, you got a better price, they'll go with you. But some of them's like, they want the, uh, they want to know, like, uh, the story behind the coffee. Like, um, some of them won't go for coffee that's not organic certified or not fair trade certified. Yeah. Um, but then there's the other guy who, like, he won't go for the coffee unless it cups above, like, a 94. Yeah. So, like, you know, you really have to figure out who you are as a roaster, and then you have to really attack the market from that angle. And uh, it's still tough, you know. We've been trying to get our coffee into Whole Foods for a long time. That's been a struggle. Um, So I would say, like, what I didn't expect about roasting was just how hard it was going to be to get our coffee out there. I mean, it's it's seriously, like, the hardest thing, I think, in all of what we do. Um, And then then the roasting process is not as, as glorious as you think. I mean, luckily I've got two coffee, three coffee roasters that absolutely love it, but, like, those guys, I couldn't do it. They just sit in front of that roaster and just watch the data, like like eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I couldn't do that. So it's not like a glorious job. Like you really can't engage people because you're you're sitting and you have to watch the roast the whole time. Um, so um, I would say that was a little harder. Like because I started off roasting, that was a little harder. Just like roasting all day, um, every day. So yeah, the whole the roasting process, like the actual like watching the data and then trying to get a wholesale account, that's tough. It's it's not as glorious as people think, mm-hmm. but it is pretty awesome to like be a coffee roaster still. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's still something really awesome about it because like you're connected to a, a part of the supply. It's like a 
it's a different link in the supply chain that's directly re- connected to the the origin. Yeah. Um, and just to be able to like establish your brand, um, in that way is huge. And just to be able to experiment with coffee on that end is a completely different ball game. So it's really fun. It's just it's also a little tougher on because of those two things I mentioned. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. I hope that I hope that's some valuable content right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, how could people like find you, or like what are some resources people can search for you, or yeah. like, how do they get connected to Blue Sail? Man, we got the Instagrams. Check us out, Blue Sail Coffee on the Instagrams. Uh, we got Facebook, of course. Who's not doing that Facebook? Um, we have a website, pretty cool website um, name. It's our website is bluesail.coffee. Nice. No dot com. Just bluesail.coffee. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but you can check us out by coming into our shops. Hit me up. Um, if you if anybody wants to come into the shop, meet me. Um, just message Facebook, uh, Blue Sail on Facebook directly. That'll go to my phone. Mm-hmm. Would love to meet anybody out there listening uh, to, in this podcast. Um, uh, have some coffee with them. So, yeah, hit me up. Um, I got an email. If you want my email, it's Kyle Tabor. Uh, at bluesale.coffee, not .com. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's, there's a couple different ways. Yeah, for sure. Or just call. Call up here. Yeah. I'd love to talk to you. Who are you? Meet me. Well, all right. I, I want to thank you for being on the Low Key Podcast. Sure. And letting me sleep at your house. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was it's, fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed Conway and, like, experiencing Conway with, with your team and your baristas. They've been very hospitable and it's just been a cool experience for sure in conway and hanging out at blue sale so sure, dude well i am really glad that you came to conway and it's my honor to be on the the low-key podcast so thank you for coming out here and and uh and uh, let me have some fun i appreciate that yeah and well hopefully people will visit and we'll see you later yeah see you later bro yeah. <laughs> hey guys thanks again for listening to the low-key podcast now if you're ever in the Conway, Arkansas area, go check out Blue Sail Coffee Roasters and get a cup of coffee. Go check them out, too, as well, all on all their social mediums. And guys, if you're a subscriber, write a review and rate us on iTunes. And if you're not, subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, follow us on, on Instagram and like our Facebook page and check out what we're doing and who we're going to interview next. Well, guys, that's it from Low Key. Keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low key.